I'm sad, but I'm laughing. I'm brave, but I'm chicken shit. I'm sick, but I'm pretty. Improperly Forward production of the Everything's Not Fine podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Bednick. You're probably not going to learn a whole lot in this show, but you will join my friends and I as we talk about our lives, jobs, kids, and whatever else comes up, even the ugly stuff. We are so over pretending everything's fine all the time, and we want to bond together and support each other while we try to hold our shit together and hope for the best. Hello everyone, it's your pal Kel, and again with us today, our good friend Nicole Allen. Hi Nicole. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. We were just in the middle of like talking about what today's show was going to be about and we're like, oh god, we have to push record. So (laughs) so here we are. But before we dive back in or start over, because... We probably have to start over, but um, I just thought I would draw attention to the fact that this, for as long as I want it to be, this series um, titles have effing somewhere in the title. I love it. I'm all about it. Fucking. That's the thing. The the, um, hosts don't let you put the actual word in your title, but just in case anyone was wondering, yes, that is what I mean not effing. I, there's this <laughs> meme that I love that oh, I wish I could remember who posted it originally because I like to give credit, but it's like we all know that effing is just fucking. So just you can say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so if you started listening to this episode with children around, clearly you should not. <laughs> yes, it might be time to push pause for a hot sec. <laughs> So today's title I've decided is fucking feelings because oh my that's god how I feel and yes. not the good kind of fucking like no. that kind of fucking yep <laughs> yep absolutely anyway I'm glad we got that out there <laughs> I like it I had um it was very sweet this like 15 year old boy that I was cutting his hair. And he's like, how are you coping with all of this? What are your coping skills? And I thought, as I'm cutting his hair, I thought, do I have coping skills? Am I coping? I'm not really sure. <laughs> and also, you have great parents. I know. I was so impressed. I know. I was like, so then he starts asking me, like, well, how's your sleep? I'm oh like, I don't know. I think fine. He's like, I'm finding that people are not having great sleep. In all of this. <laughs> do I know this child? You do. Yes. Oh. It was very impressive. I was I was very impressed. I think he's one that's very intellectual and he really likes hearing, you know, yeah. kind of what's all happening with research and different different parts of that it. So awesome. It was awesome. He's very educated. We had a great talk. In fact, I, yeah. Could you send him actually to my house? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was very sweet, but I did have to chuckle because internally I'm like, wow, I've got everybody hoodwinked because like, I'm not sure that I am coping so well. I'm pretty sure I'm just shoving those effing feelings down. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yep. 
I seem to be a master at that. Yeah. Which I'm constantly on my kids, especially, well, both of my kids, but it's probably Ellie more just because it's more obvious when she has been like, are you feeling your feelings? Have you put words to your feelings? Stop escaping your feelings. Let's talk about it. Oh my God. I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, fuck. Somebody needs to do the same to me. Absolutely. Well, and that's, that's exactly like Roz will do check-ins. Everyone, actually all of my kids will. How are you doing? Mommy doing okay? What's, what's going on? And even Roz the other day was like, have you been taking your thyroid medication, mom? (laughs) Like, yes, yes, I have. Thank you so much. (laughs) I'm seeing a pattern here. I know. I'm like, wait a minute. Listen, I have got this. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Please don't mother me. I know. And yet it was so sweet. Like it's so thoughtful and well intended, but. But when you're in your feelings, you're like, could you please, at least me, I'm like, please don't question me right now. Just (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It was good. That's how our night started yesterday is I was just, I was really on the struggle emotionally. And, uh, you know, the Aaron was like, uh, are you okay? Like he just looked at my face. Right. And he's like, you are not okay. Yeah. And I was like, I will be, I don't want to talk about it. And he's like, I think that's exactly why we need to talk about it. Oh. And everyone's there and they all like pause their thing and like put their device down and start looking at me. And I'm like, okay, fine. Oh, so, wow. Just your family, all, everybody? Yeah, just the five of us. Yes. But even Jay, who was there, which it was because it was Noah's birthday yesterday. So we had all been together. And it was also the reason that I'm like, I'm not going into this right now. It's his birthday, for God's sakes. Yeah. But sometimes the feelings happen and you just have to go there. And uh, I was resistant at first, but talking about just sort of the weight of everything, right? And I I don't, in this time, it's so confusing because sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Is this hormones? Is this COVID? Is this all the politics stuff? Is this all the family stuff? Right. Is this just worrying about my kids, you know, because school is still wonky and- their friend, you know, like all of the social things are still weird. And so um, it's hard to know what's what, you know? Yeah. And, and so I kind of was resistant to talking about it, but they were very sweet. And oh. As I started kind of getting it off my chest, I, I actually, it did help, which is like a duh, but also it was a little surprising. I wasn't really thinking it was going to super make me feel any better, but just yeah. saying it out loud and. Right. Um, I don't know, I think took the big scary away of the like, cause it starts feeling like it's really big, right? Like it starts right. feeling like this monster or this like, oh my God, what if there's something seriously wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> like, and so just kind of getting it out and shedding light on it was, was yeah. super helpful. Yeah. Anyway. That's good. And so great. I just that thinking about you talking through that with your kids there too. Like that is good. I don't, I, we will have family talks where I talk about my feelings as far as like how everybody in the family is. So like if I'm frustrated, you're not pulling your weight, you're putting everything on me, you know, whatever. Right. Is kid related to how I'm feeling, I will talk about with everyone. But I have far more conversations with just Gemini 
where it's just like, I'm not sure why I'm feeling like this or, you know, whatever. But I think there could be more of that type of conversation with the kids around so that they can see us like processing things that don't necessarily have to do with me being pissed at them for something. Right. Yeah. I think it felt, and of course, as the kids get older, which are both of our kids are on that side of things, it feels good. It felt right to be able to show that, Hey, I get to be just having a hard time. That's unrelated to you. I am also a person that has a hard time. And if I can be open about that, then you can too. Yeah. Or whatever. And so, and I think it makes them feel, it seemed to make them feel like they also get to be a part of the solution and care Yeah. as well, which I think was really felt good, you know, yeah. um, that they so, then could just be about like, Hey, mom needs some comfort. Mom needs yes. some care and attention and thoughtfulness or whatever that like you said isn't about like hey you're not pulling your weight or doing what you need to be doing but just like oh right you're a whole person separate from us yes, right you know? well and such a good skill for them to learn like it's modeling right of right being in touch with your feelings or talking you know being okay with being weak or whatever right. but it's also helping them learn um, just getting outside of themselves and like right. recognizing other people's struggle and being more aware. God's so good and good for you guys. Thanks, man. You're making me feel so much better about it. <laughs> I didn't feel bad about it, but it was like, man, last night we just like, I had my thing and then it kind of settled and then other feelings came out that were unrelated and kind of took people by surprise and yeah. This is a whole feelings night at our, at the Allen's. <laughs> Which is amazing because you're a bunch of feelers anyway. So to have it just all be out there is a lot. Yeah, of- we Which- are. We're. It's not as much, you know, like it was. Usually if we're having like a feeling, you know, it's the um, like schmaltzy, like, oh, I love you guys. La, la, la. And this was a little more working through some stuff and yeah. kind of vomiting on each other and overreacting, you know, <laughs> things, things of that nature. All so, the opposite side of things. Yeah. It was, it was not as like touchy feely at first, but yeah. it, equally important, I think, to be yeah. able to talk through. And I think similar to what you were saying, actually see and get the full circle. Right. So yeah. like, not just the freak out, but like really, okay, we're not done. Like Noah at one point just wanted to escape. Like, he's like, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm done. I don't want to, you know. Yes. And I'm like, okay, I I hear you. But also, I think you need to stay. I think you need to see the full circle. And and he just wanted to kind of go play video games. And, of course, it's his birthday, so I want him to be able to. And feelings happen sometimes at inconvenient times, right? Yep. So um, at a certain point, though, I just said, I totally know that you want to go do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, um you know, I also was able to express with him because um, he's definitely our biggest gamer, like in the house. Yeah. And that's his go-to. It's his escape. And I think there's healthy expressions of that. And I think there's really unhealthy expressions of yeah. that. Yeah. And so I just, it was a good opportunity to be able to kind of say, hey, so here's, you know, when we say that we're concerned about video games, 
Um, it's this part. It's the, there's real stuff that to deal with. There's real feelings. There's real family, like interaction stuff. And your pension is to want to go escape into video games. Mm-hmm. And that's the part. And it, you could insert anything into that, right? It yes. could be food. It could be drinks. It could be drugs. It could be girls. It could be guys. It could be whatever, right? Like it, you can yeah. insert anything. TV, when you want to numb away what's really happening in front of you, that's the that's the warning sign of like, yes. hey, let's not let's not escape into that so that we don't deal with our stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, whereas it can just be a fun part of your life that like, Hey, I like to game and, and it can be something that's just something that's added into your life. Um, that's a different thing, but when we're using it to, you know, numb and escape out of life, Mm -hmm. is the thing that we should be paying attention to. Yes. So it was another, it was a good, kind of learning opportunity and not to just be pointed in his direction, but it was just the yes, the example. Yeah. Yeah. The most prevalent thing right in that moment. Yeah. So, well, it's, yeah. And especially right now, because there's so little that our kids can be doing. Yes. Their normal activities or the things that occupy their time and help kind of spread the need for interaction, um, occupying their brain, you know, all of that. It's so limited that, I mean, I know my kids play their, like Jordan has his Xbox and Ellie has a switch and then there's the Netflix and the, you know, whatever. And it's, I mean, obviously for all of us, that's the case. It's so much more, but especially the gaming, um, and Jim, too, is a gamer, so he has it. And they all have friends that they interact with online while they're doing that. And so, like, there's the part of it of this is one of your very few social interactions that you get to do. Like, this right. is your outlet to the outside world. So I'm far more lenient than I've ever been on, you know, the time that, especially, like, with Jordan, that they spend on there, but it does dip into the, I'm just checking out of life aspect. And so it's, it's way more difficult to, to balance that now because you want to have the social interaction part of it, but the escaping part of it is also very real. Yeah. Well, and that's us too, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I am by no means coming from some mountaintop place. I mean, there are some days I'm like, Oh God, how many hours have we seen you? Like, um, and there, and that, some of that I think is just real. And like you said, exactly. It's the, it's the only thing, especially before they drive or any of that stuff. It's very limited. Um, but that's why I think too, it's an internal job. And so trying to sort of lay some of that, um, that, you know, early foundation of like, um, it's not always what it just looks like from the outside. It's about our heart and where we're, yes. you know, our inner stuff to, to try to have some. kind of behind it or the, yeah, the intention and what's, what's really going on and, and trying to have some, I don't know, I'll start to teach some emotional intelligence and yes. just kind of checking in with ourselves even of like, Hey, am I just trying to numb or is this just fun? And it's just the opportunity that I have. 
you know. Well, and that and that's kind of what I my plan was to talk about today for myself was just getting to a place these last few days of realizing like I've had all these house projects going on and redecorating our bedroom and doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that and all these things that I've been doing for weeks of like, and I think I even said in our last episode, like, I just can't sit still right now. I just don't want to sit still. I need to keep busy. I need to. And finally, these last couple of days have been wonderful days, but still deep inside, I've just been discontent, kind of angry, bitchy, like just not outwardly, but just in inside just everything has just been ooh. and I finally realized like okay I'm focusing so much on these outward projects around the house and in the meantime like it's I'm falling apart inside like <laughs> I'm not being at all checked in with how I'm feeling even though I say I am I'm not truly and um I'm just, I'm doing more acts of self-care than I have ever done in my life. (laughs) I am like taking baths and doing all these things. And I've given myself like a facial routine that I do every day, like little stuff that I normally over the years, I'm like, eh, I don't really do all that stuff. Like I've made myself start like, okay, maybe if I do this, maybe, you know, I'm going to really take care of myself, but none of it like truly is self-care like within myself. Yeah. It, I know that sounds weird, but like, it's, it's just a perfunctory thing of like, I'm doing self-care. Yeah. Really. I mean, yes, it's acts of self-care and taking the time for myself to spend that time on myself is wonderful, but that doesn't make you feel better. Like that. No. And that I, I finally have been like, like last night I was just so frustrated. I was like, I'm doing all of these things and I still don't feel better. Yes. It's just getting to that realization of that's not what <laughs> that that's, that's not how it works. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the whole thing, right? Like that's the Pinterest version of self self care. And listen, sometimes depending maybe on where you're at in life, that is like, I did have a point where my face was just dry alligator skin and some of it's from wearing masks and whatever, but, um, where I was like, Oh my God, I'm really ignoring my own. Yes. Like well-being as far as even just my physical, like, right. So I did have a like timeout. Okay. Go, like, do the extra steps. Don't be just all about making sure everybody else is good. Take the extra 10 minutes. Um, but I, no matter what, no amount of baths is going to fix the internal job. If that's where this, if it's the soul, right? Like, whoop-dee. Yeah. Well, and I, the funny thing is, is like, I hate baths. I hate taking baths. I think it's gross. And so I'm, I'm, I know I'm laying in the bath last night. I don't really think it's gross anymore, but I don't know. Anyway, it's I get it. A lot of people do. So I'm lying in the bath and I listening to this book on tape and I'm doing, oh, I have incense and the candles are lit. I mean, I have been going all out and it started, I have to take baths every night because, um, 
oh Lord, I'm having physical issues. I'm having this hysterectomy in yes. a few weeks and there's just all kinds of shit going on. And so it started out a medical thing of like, I, I needed to do this for some like relaxing and relief to kind of help the pain and all that. So then I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it a thing and I'm going to, you know, enjoy it. So anyway, I'm laying there with all the things and I'm like, oh, I just can't wait till I can get out of this bath. I just don't even want to be in this bath. <laughs> I'm like, okay, clearly this is not filling the thing that it's supposed to be filling. I can't even freaking relax in this bath. I'm just counting the minutes until I can get out. So anyway, what is my point? I have um, that it did serve a purpose. There was a reason you were doing it. So that's good. Well, yes, there's a reason. But anyway, like, I, I just can't settle the frick down. I can't. I can't just let go and relax. There's yeah. always something in the back of my mind of, I don't want to be doing this right now. I don't want to let down. I don't want to feel whatever it is I'm trying not to feel. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And... Oh, I just, I need to stop. And what am I so afraid of feeling? Like that I'm pissed off that this is life right now? Or, I mean, it's not like I have these deep internal struggles going on. It's just, I don't want to feel feelings. Yep. I get that. And I think that for me with that, cause I relate to that. We're, we're similar in that, right. Yes. Um, stuff is, I think it's because I feel like there's not a solution. Yes. And it just feels like, Oh great. So then there's nothing I can do about it anyway. So why the hell should I just feel them? Because yes. I, can't, I can't do anything. Like nothing's fixing it. It's the helpless. It's the helpless. And I don't, neither one of us like feeling helpless. Oh God. No, if I, I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody likes it. feeling it. Right. Yeah. But I need to like, I need to be able to fix it. If I, if there's going to be something wrong, whether yeah. it's internal problem or a car battery dead, like it doesn't matter. I need to be able to fix. Yeah. Well, and then I get very like, why would I talk about something that I can't fix? Yes. Like it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy and it just sucks. And it just makes me feel like shit and nothing gets better. Right. <laughs> I will say that talking about it did actually make me, it did feel, yes. like I said, it weirdly, unexpectedly for me, it did actually make me feel better just to shine some light on it. And it didn't feel as big once I did. Yeah. Like, I think, I feel like it's, it's like a secret in the dark, it grows and mm -hmm. it feels bigger than it even really is. But once you shine, once I shine light on it, it like goes back to its like normal size or whatever. Yeah. So it's not that there's not things to deal with, or maybe there is, or maybe there isn't depending on what it is, but certainly when it's just crappy feelings, um, I don't know. They just didn't, it didn't seem quite as overwhelming suddenly. Yeah. So are you comfortable talking about, like, what were some of those feelings that you had to shine a light on? Like, yeah, I mean, specific interactions. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying like reveal your families, but like how, I, and I'm truly just asking because 
I don't even know how I'm feeling. And I, I think it would be good for me. For me. Could you therapy me and tell me how you were feeling? And maybe that's how I'm feeling. Sure. For sure. Now I will admit that I really should just get a feelings wheel because yes. that might help me also. Um, I do occasionally look at one because sometimes I'm like, Oh, that's a feeling too. Interesting. Right. <laughs> I heard someone say once they were they were feeling wistful, and I thought, wistful. My God, I don't even know what that is. First of all, and have I ever felt wistful? Oh. I don't. I don't know if I have. Sounds like something I want to feel. I kind of feel like yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was really funny. It made me laugh and realize like how. Like I've got the basics down, but sometimes right. those really like deep dive feelings, I don't, I, I am not oh. used to those. So, so there's that. So anyway, I, I have anger, fear, joy, right? <laughs> got those Are down. There <laughs> I can even go to frustrated or, <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. but, but beyond some of those, like I said, wistful, that was pretty like deep down there. And I'm not sure I know what that one is. So it's fine. Um, I certainly was feeling, you know, I worry, right? I worry about the kids, worry about each one of us, um, like whether it's, of course, about school and grades and all of that, I don't want to see them have to learn the hard way. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like, and I'm, I don't tend to be a super helicopter parent, yeah. but I, you know, if I, I just wish that they didn't have to learn the hard way and watching them like go straight towards like Jehu took a quarter off and that's good. And I know logically that that's good because yeah. it's been really soul sucking for him. And then he starts talking about, I'm planning on moving out and I want him to move out. I actually have gotten like, no kidding. I've gotten to this place where I'm like, um, so we have some visitors coming in May. Do you think you could be moved out by then? Cause then I could have your room cleaned out and it could be a whole thing. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, don't hurt his feelings. I mean, it's totally fine if you're not, but I am going to need you to have your room cleaned. <laughs> because <laughs> So it's like this weird, whatever. But then I have also this concern, like if you're moving out, I'm worried you're going to be so focused on needing to afford that, that you're not going to go back to school. And what if that becomes a longer situation? Yeah. And what if you lose vision for your like future and, you know, just sort of this whole events, right? That are all these what ifs. So I can get lost in that. And then it's the, you know, my freshman has, is a freshman technically, he's in high school, but he has yet to have any actual high school experience. Right. And just when, in eighth grade, when he was getting to know kids and really feeling like I have kind of a, a couple of buddies, mm -hmm. um, everything changed, everything shut down. And those buddies are, are longtime buddies mm -hmm. with each other. So they still see each other, but, you know, don't necessarily always think to include Noah. Right. And that hurts my heart. Yeah. And 
he is such an amazing kid, but I see this insecurity start to wash over mm-hmm. and I hate that. Yeah. And so it's that, um, uh, whole wrestle of, I know that some of it is you're going to have to go through that. You're yeah. going to have to, to, you know, kind of wade through to figure that out and, and be, learn how to, um, pursue friendships and how to communicate your feelings and all of those things, but watching him hurt and then watching the video games. I'm grateful for video games, but then, like I said, the concern of like, are you getting lost in that to numb yourself because that's not healthy and that scares me. And just all of those feelings, right? Like nobody wants to see their kid hurting. Oh God. Yeah. And seeing where, you know, occasionally looking at the phone and seeing where maybe, you know, he's trying and not getting any response. Yeah. And, you know, some of it is 14 and 15 year old boys. Like they suck. <laughs> they just suck at gambling. Yeah. We yeah. don't drive yet. You know, and so even if they're like, yeah, let's totally do that. And then last second, it's, oh, I forgot. I didn't talk to my mom and I can't get a ride. Or, oh, I totally forgot. And now I'm doing something with so-and-so, you know, and it's none of it's bad. None of it's mean spirited. None of it's like bullying or anything. Yeah. But it, you know, you can still just sort of see the, the wear and tear and the effects um, emotionally. And some of it is he's kind of an old soul and, um, you know, there's some kids that you just look at and go, you're going to find your people and it's probably going to be more in college or it's going to probably, you know, um, like you got to wait a little while for some kids to catch up emotionally (laughs) to where you are. Um, and that's okay, but it's just hard in the moment and trying to give both give room to the feelings. You get to feel how you feel. I want to fix it. He doesn't want that to be fixed. He doesn't want me to just make it all better. Right. Um, It's, you know, and yet it sucks to just sit there and say, this just sucks. This is just hard. So it's this weird place for the mom who doesn't love the feelings, really wants to fix it, yeah. <laughs> can't fix it needs to sit in the feelings <laughs> it's really just this like wow this really sucks cool 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 <laughs> and he you know in the big picture it you know is able to feel that and then he can be lighter you know it's not like that's just a constant for him but that's always the concern right is like are are you okay are you know it's interesting and we've had that exact situation with both kids, you know, and their resilience to that is, and yes, part of it is probably avoiding the feelings, you know, of feeling the left out or whatever, but it's almost like these, this generation of kids has had to, develop a very thick skin to that because it's in their face all the time of when 
friends are getting together without them and they're feeling, or, you know, seeing like the social media aspect of it is, it's so hard. We could not live with it the way our kids do because it was not, you know, we didn't develop that skill and it's a horrible skill that no one should have. And I don't know, skill probably isn't even the right word. It's probably more of a, like, I don't even know, coping mechanism or something like self-preservation, but um, it's so much more hurtful to us than, and, and, I please hear me. I'm not saying that they're not, it doesn't affect them or if it's, it's not hurtful to them, but I think they do get over it more quickly than we would even be able to imagine because it's so constant. And yes. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. I also, that is one thing um, that I will tell you that has been helpful is the Enneagram and figuring out each of my kids And being able to speak to some of those things with new words because um, Noah is super a four, which he has lots of feelings Uh and it's easy to, um, you know, and is comfortable feeling some of those darker things, which is again, I think part of that old soul part. Mm -hmm. Um, But also it's like one of the things that I've read recently where they said, you know, don't you don't have to get on the roller coaster of emotion with yeah. them yeah. like it's okay to let it ride and that it will come back around you know yeah. and so there's some of that too of even just teaching him like hey it's okay to feel it and it's not gonna last like yes. you know and, and it's that's absolutely been true for him like yeah you know it that so even just speaking to some of that it's it's been helpful to get that even though I don't relate to that like that's right. not how my inner working is. So some of it feels super foreign and the depth of, of feelings that he can have sometimes can feel really overwhelming to me. Yeah. But they're super not to him. Right. You know? Yeah. And so it's just a really interesting thing. So honestly, some of that has been even helpful to understand like, yeah. okay, that's where we're different. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you said at the beginning, when you were talking about it's so hard to let them learn things the hard way. Yes. <laughs> like literally the hardest thing as a mom for me, I, absolutely 100%. The thing I've struggled with the most, m- most of the mistakes I've made in parenting have been from either wanting to make sure they avoid. Yes. Um, pitfalls or, um, just what disappointments, whatever, like, and then all the way to just it being so devastating when I do have to see them learn the hard way and learn those lessons. And, oh, it's, it's so hard. It's, (laughs) it's the impossible part of parenting to me. It is. I, and I did, I, so much of my anxiety was wrapped up in, um, in that exact, like all of it, the hard stuff. And honestly, it's Jim and I were just talking about it this weekend. It's one of the things I'm most grateful for in being on anti-anxiety meds is (laughs) 
it's been a lot easier to let go of some of that about him, about my kids. Like I, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's healthy or if it's just like (laughs) the nice dulling of the mess. (laughs) I'll take it no matter what, because I'm such, I'm such a more level parent and more, I, I could not let go of that without the help of meds, I guess. And, but now that I have been able to let go of it and kind of get off the hamster wheel of constantly worrying about it, I'm able to see, oh, you guys are okay. You're going to be yes. okay. Yes. And I could not do that myself, but I'm no. so grateful now that I'm kind of off of that treadmill that it's, my and my relationship with my kids is so much better um, because they don't feel like I'm constantly up their ass about every little thing. Honestly, Kel, that's so it's so helpful to hear because I think that's we were literally just talking about that last night um, when I was sharing about my stuff. And one of the things Aaron was saying is, "Hun, you are bringing this anxiety, and they feel that. Yes, like they feel your anxiety, and it makes them feel like." Am I not going to be okay? <laughs> right. Yes. You know? And it was like, oh, oh shit. That's me. literally the opposite of what I want them to feel. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And so, and my, I mean, of course, Ellie being the oldest, her being the one who has to touch the hot burner five times before she decides it's a hot burner. Right. Like, that was, our relationship was much more, honestly, damaged by that for me than with Jordan because he isn't necessarily like he's he's one who can learn from somebody else's mistakes thank right the baby jesus for second born children um but (laughs) but with her like our relationship has changed so much since i've been able and she's been able to grow up and um in ways that i was stunting her i really was and as much as um I, I was giving her the freedom to fail in some ways. Like people would be like, I can't believe you're letting her do that. You know, you know, or right. whatever. And she was living with some of life's natural consequences that were not pleasant, but still she was feeling for me that anxiety and that doubt and that all of that. And so it was just, Oh, it was not a good situation. But as soon as I let go, like, all of a sudden she matured like three years worth of that's amazing. <laughs> and, um, it, it, it's yes. Part of it is just brain development and age and maturity. I mean, it was probably just a perfect time for everything to kind of, you know, click in. Plus it was during the pandemic and really right. being shut down. There were so many things, but the biggest thing was honestly me, just getting out of her ass and yeah. <laughs> letting her learn what she needed to learn instead of hovering and right. making her doubt herself. And yeah. Well, and there's such an interesting line. Cause I was saying to Aaron too, like holding the line and saying, these are the expectations. These are the things you need to do and parenting. Right. Yeah. And yet not, pushing or hovering in the anxiety or fear part of it and putting that on them is such a weird needle to thread because 
I don't want, like the answer for me, at least certainly with the 15 year old is not to just be like, whatever. Okay. You're going to have to you do what you yes. do. Like yeah. clearly that's not the solution right. um, fully. And yet being able to say like, here's the expectations, but then pulling my own crap out of it yes. and trying to, you know, say like, I know you're going to be fine. Like you'll learn one way or the other. Like, yeah. Um, you know, whether you, because you do it or because you don't do it, like either way you're going to learn. Yeah. And so I don't know, it's just an interesting needle to thread a little bit too. With, with Jehu being out of high school and, and like Ellie being at the point she is in her life, I think there's, it's almost a little bit easier because you're like, well, yeah, you're like an adult and yeah. you are going to have to pay that consequence one way or the other, like positive or negative. Yeah. Um, and, and you are to the point where you're going to choose, but when yeah. they're kind of in that, not quite that old phase is where I start having like, yes, the in-between. Yeah. It's like, I, uh, I feel like I'm dancing on this line trying to, but it is important to check myself because you're so right. The thing that they were feeling so much was my own crap. Yeah. And and not just about the situation. You know, it was becoming my own neuroses or whatever in it. Yeah. Well, and I have really experienced with Ellie as she has gone through certain stages of being a young woman and a teenager and all that, it has made me like face to face with some of my unresolved issues from that time of life. Oh and, yeah. Um, just how much I was putting on her, what I was feeling during that time <laughs> and, yeah. or like fearful that she would experience some of those feelings or like just, I don't want you to have to go through that really hard thing that I had to go through. I don't want you to feel that. I don't want you to, you know? And so, um, unpacking a lot of baggage that I was putting on her that wasn't hers to carry, you know, like there's nothing that says that's what's going to happen to you, you you know, but my fear is that you will feel that. And so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you don't. But in the meantime, I'm going to, like, make your life a living hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one of the things a friend, another friend of ours had challenged me with is, you know, sometimes if our kids aren't ever given the room to make that those kind of decisions, then they get to, a you know, that 18 college age, whatever. And then the question is, well, were they making those decisions because they made them? Or were they making those decisions because they didn't, like because you made them and they, and they still, you know, haven't actually decided for themselves. And so then it can almost get worse. Yes. Right. You know? Um, and so being able to, as they get into teenage years, have some room where they're really making those decisions for themselves. It's certainly so much more powerful and has way more staying power, whatever the decision is you know, when they're like seeing it for themselves and saying like, yeah, I don't want to do that because of X, Y, and Z, or I do want to do that because of, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, so true. And I mean, I will say I erred on the side with Ellie of too much freedom 
in decisions too soon, like before she was probably cognitively ready to make some decisions. And that ended poorly because um, when you have the freedom to <laughs> to make some of those decisions and you have trauma and other things going on right. in your life, right. um, it was a recipe for disaster there for a little while. But um, being on the other side of it, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, she had to work through some of those things at a way earlier age than anybody should probably have to. But the relief I feel of who this person is when she's going to be leaving my house is yes. so good. Um, I mean, it almost killed all of us in the process. But. <laughs> no, but it's so true. I think the thing that's hard with Elle, and I relate this to like when my kids were little, um, especially with Jehu, uh, same idea is that sometimes there's, they look so old yes. and mature. Yes. It's so easy to, treat them that way or have those older expectations um when really in inside and emotionally or whatever like they're still just yeah their age yeah and I think that's one thing I'll use my kids when they were little like Jehu you know at three or four my expectations sometimes would be well come on and you need to you know be doing this and I can't believe you didn't take responsibility for whatever dumb kid thing but I remember somebody being like, you know, he's still just three, right? Or you know, he's yes. still just four, but because his body was bigger and he was yeah. really verbal and all of those things, it was easy to forget Yes, that like three still little or four still little or whatever. And yeah. I think same with like Ellie, you know, at 14, she looked yes. way older, right? And so it's easy, it was, you know, easy to yeah. kind of go, oh, well, and right. Well, always been this, like, mature, yes. um, old, like, the same old soul, but, like, in a way yes. of, like, always sh- had her shit together and just so on top of everything. And then, I mean, part of it is just the real, like, brain chemical development stage when they start losing their mind, yes. literally. Because of, you know, that's the stage of development they're in. Like, yeah. even Were though they, when they start acting like they have brain damage. Yes. That's what we've described it as. <laughs> absolutely. And there's not one teenager who is immune to that. Like, oh, it's not something that like, oh, I got one of the good ones that doesn't have to go through that. No, they no. all do. Because that's like literally biology. And so 100% is. And I think it can certainly look different. For each yes. one, but it but every stinking one of the kids goes through brain damage phase for Absolutely. sure. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, whether it even just be as practical as I remember talking to another. We were having dinner with some moms, and it was so funny because this one was a stepmom. She'd come into the picture, right? Oh, she had younger kids, and her older stepkid was like hitting that phase. And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And it's like, he's just so, and I, we just stopped her and we just said, it's like, he's brain dead. He's got brain damage. And she just looks at us like wide eyed and like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> said, it's normal. You're not doing anything wrong. That's just the phase. Yeah. And, and she just, yes. you can do. <laughs> right? Like, this isn't about you. It's literally just them. It's fine. So it was so funny because we started telling stories and we were all like going back and forth. And she just was like, you guys have no idea. I feel so much better about this. 
but it's very real. Like when you are the parent and that is happening, even if you're not the step parent, you know, like even oh, if it's, sure. there's like, what the hell have we done wrong? Why? <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So back to the us feeling, our feelings part of it, I think I realized as just talking about our kids is that it's okay that I'm not equipped to handle all of these feelings because never in the history of my life have I had to handle so much shit at one time. Yes. Like, I, I'm, I haven't learned this skill yet nor should I have to, <laughs> but, you know, it's not. And like you were saying earlier, it's, I'm worried about the kids and I'm worried about this and I'm thinking about this and I'm, and then is it the politics? Is it the news? Is it the pandemic? Is it the, this is it? Holy right. shit. Have we ever had to manage so much? And I was looking for the quote. There's this account that I follow on Instagram called eating her young. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> terrifying, but it's, she's so good. And I, I want to say she's a counselor. Um, I'm going to look it up right now, but, um, oh yeah, she's a sociologist, but somewhere one of her quotes is just along those lines of, we can't feel like failures in, what we're, you know, what we're experiencing because we've never had to experience this before. Like I can't, I'm doing the best I have, I can with what I have and yeah. I'm building this muscle. I'm learning this skill. Never in the history of the world have moms especially had so much to bear. And, um, just because the way we are wired I mean, we carry the DNA of our children inside of us. So just talking about your kids and, and the things that when I asked you, what were you feeling? It all has to do with yes. <laughs> your kids, you know, and, yeah. and we have husbands who are incredible dads and they do con have concern over our kids and all of that. Okay. But on any given day, we are carrying the weight twice as much as they are because yeah that is who we're wired to be. We yeah. literally carry our kids' DNA inside of us. And when they are in us, they leave something in us that keeps that connection there forever. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not something we can shut off. And so the weight of caring about how this time of life is affecting them is beyond what anybody else, you know, it's, yes, we're all concerned for the kids. Yes. We're all concerned for whatever, but my two kids, your three kids, it consumes me some days, even when it's not on a conscious thought in my head, it's still there consuming still there. me. Yeah. And add in everything else in life. Right. And it's just holy smokes. Yes. I have said more than a few times, pardon me, this is my first pandemic. Yes. <laughs> I've not been here before. Yes. But like you said, you know, is it the physical of everything going on in your body? Is it, you know, that's legitimate and real? Is it, or is it, you know, the pandemic or is it COVID or is it um, family interactions like extended family? Yeah. You know, 
Is it money issues or, or just even thoughts? Is it, you know, preparation or the house? I mean, I remember earlier when everything got, was started to get shut down, I saw two, um, like lumps in the carpet, like, um, you know, where it was getting stretched out or whatever. Uh And you'd have thought my whole house was actually crumbling. Like that was the level of out of balance. Like I just fixated and I was like, that means everything's going to shit. And the house is, there's probably leaks inside the whatevers. And like, it was insane. And it literally did not make any sense, but I could not like, stop myself. And I realized like that was part of the effects. And I was just projecting all of the catastrophic feelings about so many other things. And it was like anything that's in my control, I'm going to control. And I think that's the same thing with that anxiety of like, yeah, because so many things feel out of control then I want to assert control yes. over the kids' homework or the kids' social lives or yes. the, you know, like even with Aaron or, or whatever, like, it's just so insane. But I will say, I'm so grateful to be able to talk about it and hearing anybody's own version of that. Like all all of us have our own versions and our own details, but yet there's something such like so comforting and such a relief that, that I'm not alone in that. (laughs) Well, and I, even before you said that just now, I was thinking as you were talking not only like do we have all of these feelings, but we have less of an opportunity to talk to our girlfriends or other moms or whatever than we normally do because we're not interacting as yeah. much. It's yeah. that, I mean, like you're still going to work and you have your clients and all that. I get that. I maybe just just me, but like normally I'm going out to lunch with a friend once a week, you know, or somebody right. like to to just have that yeah. and relate and be like oh me too or you know whatever and and that's just not there for the most part anymore and here's my other thing that I realized as we're talking I'm so guarded about what I do talk about when I'm talking because I don't want to offend or like cross the line of here's my opinion about something or I don't want to put more on your plate because we're all carrying the weight right now. And, um, so it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's mental gymnastics all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Just how much can I say? How are you? You know, I don't know. It's, there's just not that we're in touch and we're talking every day. And I know you're okay. So I can kind of tell you how I'm feeling. It's just like, I don't want to keep onto your plate anymore because you're at capacity. I'm at capacity. Everybody's at capacity. Right. And, um, but I think there's a place of, it's okay to like yeah. talk about how I'm feeling or what my struggle is because it does help you relate and be like, Oh, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. We're both a hot mess right now. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I think that getting it out also shines that light on it. Right. So that it's the middle of the night fears that can seem so big. And then when you get the light of day on it, suddenly they shrink down to like their actual size, which is typically 
quite a bit smaller. Yes. And so just being able to say it out loud and have someone go, oh my God, I totally have those feelings too. Yes. Or I have had those feelings or whatever, I think does kind of help it shrink back to like its actual size rather than the like they appear larger. Right. um, You know, in those alone spaces or, or unspoken or dark, dark spaces or whatever. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. The other one I will say too is the lack of alone time. I am, I am lucky that usually when kid life is normal, everyone goes to school, everyone goes to work. I have at least one day a week where I get to be home to putz through the house, do what I do. But also some of that is about internal like processing and Mm -hmm. feelings when I don't have anybody else's stuff to juggle. And it's been a year almost. Yep. Of not, you know. Oh my God. Yes. And so I think just that even, which honestly I will say, I think is true for my entire family. Oh yeah. Every one of us has our own version of that. And it's the reason it's what it was my aha of why Aaron likes to stay up late. It's because that's his quiet time. Yes. And that that's his like decompress and whatever time too. And so, um, yeah, I think nothing being normal is going to have its effects. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's, um, what are they saying? What are they calling it? Like something fatigue or, oh, I can't remember what it is. But basically, even like just scrolling through social media this week, there were so many of the people that I follow that were saying something about like, I've hit a wall. I can't go on. I, you know, we are all, (laughs) it has been a year. (laughs) Yeah, it's been at least darn close. Yeah. Darn close. It's one of the reasons that I wanted to start doing the podcast again was because for myself, uh, like 99.9% because this is my therapy time for myself, Um, (laughs) but also all of the feedback that I get of people like, oh my gosh, thank you. I feel so normal. You know, just being able to hear each other talk about all being in the same place and that solidarity of <laughs> absolutely it's so helpful. 